The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, is blessed to bring you this Bible study program, which we call Shi'ar Jeshub. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be concluding a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Pastor Greg is the author of the new and life-changing book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. In this current sermon, he has been teaching on the limits of respect for authority, and we have been reading from Acts chapter 4, where the Sanhedrin and chief priests command Peter and John not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. When we left off, the released apostles return to their companions and together lift up an important prayer to God. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, the secular leaders, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, the religious leaders, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Or you could say they may break the decree of the Sanhedrin. Right? The decree of the Sanhedrin is don't speak in that name anymore. And they're praying to God to give them boldness to speak in that name, to speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. We're going to keep preaching that name. Give us the boldness, Lord. Take away the fear, Lord. Do miracles, Lord, to testify to the name of Jesus that this whole city of Jerusalem might be shaken up. They're praying to God to break an order of the Sanhedrin and the chief priests, right? How does God answer? Verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. God likes that prayer. The Father enjoys their prayer. The Father hears and sends the Spirit and power upon them in answer to their prayer. It is right, it is the right prayer to do His will, to speak His word, to do that which is just and holy in His sight, no matter what the king or the rulers or the Sanhedrin or the priests or the minister might say. There is a limit to those humans placed in positions of authority. Go down to chapter 5. The church in Jerusalem is growing. It's exploding. In verse 17, Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees. You see how the high priest is connected to the Sadducees. And they were filled with indignation, and they laid hands on the apostles, and they put them in the common prison. But at night the angel of the Lord opened the prison doors, an angel breaks them out, and brought them out and said, Go, stand in the temple, and speak to the people all the words of this life. A higher authority has spoken than the chief priests in the Sanhedrin. And they, when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning, 
the council comes together. You have the high priest, the uh, Sanhedrin, the elders, and they sent for the prison. The guard comes out. He said, we found the door securely shut, but no one's inside. They wondered what would be the outcome of this, verse 24. And then they heard, look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people right there out in the open. They're preaching the gospel. Verse 26, then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. The people get it. And the disciples come freely. They don't use the fact that the people might get all riled up and they could have them turn and attack the captain of the guard, go against the Sanhedrin. They don't do that. They freely come to present themselves again before those who had imprisoned them. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly, verse 28, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us. Verse 29, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, and this is the answer to those in authority who ask you to do something that is not right in the sight of God. We ought to obey God rather than men. We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. And when they heard this, they were furious and they plotted to kill them. The reaction, they've been supernaturally taken out of prison. They are appearing of free will. They are speaking truth and yet they're angered. When you do that which is right, don't be surprised if you make people angry. Some people have common sense, like Darius, to know that you're, you're doing that which is good and proper. Others will react with hatred and anger, and they might be in positions of authority. Gamaliel, who was the one that taught Paul, when he hears this, he's a Pharisee, he's a teacher of the law, he's held in great respect. He says to them, take heed of what you intend to do regarding these men. And he brings up two others that came up saying they were somebody, almost like they were messiahs, leading some type of change or revolt. One is slain, this Judas, uh, and nothing came of it. Uh, Judas of Galilee rose up in the day of the census. He perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And then he says in verse 38, And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. Leave them alone. There is a mechanism that God has of weeding out. Jesus spoke about it in Matthew chapter 15. In verse 12, the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard the saying? 
But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Leave them alone. Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. All their traditions, all their overemphasis on the external rather than the internal, let them alone. If it's not of God and it's not of God, their traditions which nullify the word of God, it will be uprooted. Here, Gamaliel is saying to them, let them alone. Let them alone, verse 38. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it. Let God test the work. We are called to correct and to teach and to rebuke. But I think that sometimes the error in the church, and even to the point of the errors that form the cults, come about not so much because we don't rebuke enough, but because we don't do that which is right ourselves and shout out and shine, reflect the glory of God. When we reflect the glory of God the way the disciples are doing here, there's a natural mechanism that God has that kicks in and what is wrong, that which is not planted by the Father, is uprooted. It comes to nothing. God's glory makes dim the error, the thoughts, and the institutions, and the imaginations, and the movements of men. Let them alone. If it's of men, it will come to nothing. And obviously this gospel by no means has passed away. We're evident of that here today. This is of the Lord. And in verse 40, they agree with him. He's a wise older man. They agree with him. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, so they agree with him, but they still beat the apostles. And again, they commanded them that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. They don't give up, and they let them go. So they, the apostles, departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name and daily daily in the temple, out in the open, before the chief priests in the Sanhedrin. And in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. They did not cease. No one in leadership should make you go against God. No one in leadership should stop you from speaking the truth, should make you deny the name of Jesus. No one in leadership should make you do that which is wicked in God's sight. We ought to obey God rather than men. And this is the limiting factor to any respect or honor do men. Be good, respectful citizens, employees, spouses, children, students. Be praiseworthy, someone who could be counted on, trusted, render honor to whom honor is due, but know that God has judged it right that you should listen to him over men. In the church, respect the pastor, the elders, the teachers. Accept the rules where you attend. Observe what needs to be observed or leave and go someplace else. Don't be a troublemaker, but also don't allow any pastor or minister or evangelist or ministry or church to cause you to do that which is against the holy will of God and against the Spirit of God, lest you find yourself being the blind, following the blind. Many have gone astray. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. 
and to pray for discernment and pray for an honest heart to be able to tell the difference between having a fleshly, rebellious nature, simply getting irate over something we should just let go, and that which God has commanded, standing firm on that which God has commanded by his word and by his spirit, to pray that the Lord will teach us to judge rightly. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you, Lord, that your word cuts to the right and to the left and sets us on the straight path to our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, that we would not go to the extremes of rebellion nor to the extremes of obsequiousness, Lord God, but that your word gives us a standard for living and tells us, Lord, the important things when we must make the stand in courage, even if it means our lives. Father, we pray that you would anoint your servants with the power of the Holy Spirit the way you anointed Peter and John, that every believer, Lord, would be able to give the proper presentation of the gospel of your Son, Christ Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. And amen. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets 10 a.m. for Sunday service at the Memorial Hall in Madison, Connecticut. Directions to our church and a library of Bible study programs are on our website at www.shiarjeshub.org. We also have a link to information on Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. Divided into 30 lessons, this very doable workshop on prayer will bring you into the victorious hand of God's blessings. Join us next time for Shi'ar Jeshub.